Welcome to the Shelf Warmers, the show about toys, why we like them, our connections to the figures, and their relevance to bigger topics. I'm your co-host, Sugu, and today we are bringing back our special guest, Tamlin, to help us discuss one of the most legendary and historic toys in the world, Barbie. I'm your co-host, Darby, and since neither of us collect Barbie dolls, this is going to be a fascinating learning experience for the two of us. So join Sugu and I today as we talk about the history, the present, and the future of Barbie. By way of introduction, I'm Darby Harn, the author of the novels Ever the Hero and A Country of Eternal Light. I'm a senior writer for Screen Rant and a contributor for Star Wars Newsnet. I am also part of the Movie News Network podcast, talking all things movies, TV, and pop culture. And I'm Sugu, your co-host. I collect mostly Transformers, but I've recently started collecting Marvel Legends figures. Uh, I've been collecting Transformers since about 2004 when I moved to Japan. Uh, I'm very interested in tabletop gaming, so I also have a wide collection of board games. I work in IT and education, but you can also find some of my travel writing on allaboutjapan.com, where I have written various articles about my life and perspectives in Japan. Okay, so today we have um, a special guest again. Uh, we have Tamblin coming back to join us. How are you doing, Tamblin? I'm fine. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. And today we're kind of going to talk about something a little bit about uh, outside, I should say, of uh, Sugu and I's sort of scope of collecting and that's sort of Barbie. But so we brought you on, you're, you kind of have a lot to say about this. So where would you like to start? What do you want to, what do you want to tell us about Barbie? Oh, Bar- Barbie is everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been a fan of Barbie since I was a little girl. I remember for Christmas and my birthday, getting different types of Barbie dolls. Well, I remember telling my parents um what Barbie dolls I wanted so they would get me the the ones I really really wanted so I remember that from some of my earliest memories just going through the toy catalog circling um the item and dog earing the page so like the the Christmas catalogs from pennies or something pennies Montgomery Ward oh yeah (laughs) see we're gonna have to do an episode entirely about those catalogs because those are the coolest thing maybe more important than the toys in some ways but um but yeah that's cool so you were collecting from the beginning what was your first Barbie I don't remember but I remember my favorite Barbie um Mm -hmm. elementary school it was Dee Dee from Barbie and the Rockers when they had the rock band in the 80s. Nice. I kind of remember this, actually. <laughs> actually, um, my twin sister and I, we both dressed up as Dee Dee for Halloween that year. And we mm. brought our Barbie dolls to school in our matching outfits. Cool. That's cool. I kind of remember this. There was maybe a cartoon or Saturday morning cartoon or something or something, a comic book or something with the Rockers. Yeah, I'm vaguely remembering. Um, I love Barbie and the Warriors. They were so fun. The outfits were crazy. It was musical. I just love the total look of all of them. I don't remember this at all. What were they? Uh, what were they? Was it like straight '80s fashion, like frizzed hair, leg warmers? Well, of course, they had the big hair, the neon colors. Um, Dee Dee had like. 
I think it was like a yellow green, huge shirt with no sleeves, a big bow in her hair. Very eighties. Very eighties, like <laughs> big, big hair. It was, yeah, it was great. So you, were, so you were collecting. So from when you were a kid, and you, you have you kept collecting Barbie as you gotten older? I wouldn't say I was collecting as a kid. I would just say mm. I liked receiving Barbies and books. Okay. So I just had a ton of Barbie dolls. I mean, growing up, all the little girls I knew, we all had a ton of Barbie dolls. It was just mm -hmm. something that little girls had. We would get Barbies for Christmas and birthdays and other random events in our lives. So you were into uh, Wonder Woman, obviously you talked about it on one of our previous podcasts at the same time. Did that ever cross over? Just curious, slightly, slightly off topic, but curious if that ever crossed over into sort of the boys action figures, like maybe She-Ra or something like that. Was there any curiosity there? Oh, of course. I love She-Ra. She -Ra yeah, okay. was one of my heroes because she's a fraternal twin and there were not that many fraternal twins out there cool. in the universe. And so yeah. I did watch He-Man, but She-Ra I loved. She-Ra yeah. I was dedicated to. We will definitely have to talk. We've been meaning to talk about He-Man at some point, Sugu and I have, and, and She-Ra is well worth her own episode. So we'll put that on the schedule at some point because I love She-Ra too. I, I'm a big, she I less so He-Man, more so She-Ra, um, especially the re most recent animated series was fantastic. Um, but that's for later. We're talking about Barbie today. Okay. Uh, but um, so that's cool. Yeah, I Barbie, yeah. I, I, my memories of Barbie are pretty vague, but um, she was this constant presence in the toy store. She was half of the toy store, it seemed like, especially in the 80s. And I have really strong memories of going into Toys R Us. And as you walked into Toys R Us, um, the first section that you encountered was the the uh, the Barbie section. And this was an aisle or two, like just that went on forever it was you know it outstripped everything else with the possible exception of star wars back like 1980 or something but um that's all the accessories the play sets oh gosh cars. that corvette that, yeah. barbie, that barbie dream house if you had the barbie dream house you were rich okay <laughs> in my little uh, town mind if you had the barbie dream house that meant your parents were like millionaires as an adult, I know that is not true, but as a right. child, because not everyone could afford the Barbie Dream House. Oh yeah, even even in my circles, the the there was one friend who had the Barbie Dream House. That was it, and we we're just like, ooh. You're Dream House was a big deal. It was a big chunk of real estate. It was similar in that respect to like for the Castle for Castle Grayskull or the USS Flag or one of those types of toys where the box, I remember the dream house very well because it was gigantic, the box, and it took up a fairly big chunk of the aisle. And so, and it was always just there back in the eighties and, and then all of the, like there was cars and, and stuff like that. And obviously the clothes and the Barbies, I don't have a, the individual Barbies I don't really know about, except for like the holiday ones. My mom for a while was into collecting the holiday ones. So she had quite a few of those. Same here. Yeah. Um, for years and years. And so I, I have memories of them, but um, it was always in her, you'd always pass through the aisle. So you're kind of vaguely familiar that sort of pink pastel 
color <laughs> from the packaging is very branded in your memory because it was just part of the whole ethos. So, you know, you'd walk through the aisle, you'd see them and I would always be interested, especially in the nineties, I'd be interested, but that's when Barbie started to do sort of ones that were based on sort of entertainment. Yes. And, and they, I remember there was a couple, they did an Audrey Hepburn one that I really, really liked because I'm a huge, huge Audrey Hepburn fan. And I, I just really admired that one. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was like really interesting. I don't have any Barbie. Well, that's not true. I do have a Barbie because she came with a, uh, as part of a random sort of, I, I got some stuff out of a, well, let me back up. There was a, a, a store, a, a collector shop in Chicago that was closing. Um, they were selling everything. This would, would have been like maybe 10 years ago. And they were just unloading everything. And as part of what, uh, part of this sort of, stuff that they were getting rid of was a barbie uh dress-up set from 60 1960 whatever the the first year they were making barbies yeah i remember the makeup barbies and, and it, gasped yeah it's uh i don't have it with me because I'm, I'm out of town right now but it's it's a cardboard set it comes with all the clothes and accessories and everything um it's not a barbie number one that came with it but the barbie number one clothes were part of the set the little, uh, uh, the what would you call it? Her bathing suit, black and yeah. white bathing suit. Black and white bathing suit. Yeah, and so um, I did get to see the Barbie one. This person that was selling this stuff had a Barbie one that they were selling that was not obtainable. No. <laughs> but no. I, I got I got to see it. I got to learn a little bit about Barbie one. Um, but um, I did come away with the set, um, the uh, the dress up set, which I still have. And it's probably better off with someone who really would appreciate it. But um, it's a, it's interesting, you know, like as a piece of uh, uh, nostalgia and collecting history, it's, I learned a little bit about it. It's the first edition of that set. There were numerous editions of the dress up set. And uh, this is the first and it's complete so far as I know, um, you know, it's loaded with all the good stuff. They took really good care of it. Yeah. Like, um, cool. Barbie always had the best accessories. Always. It is nuts. This stuff comes with uh, all these different dresses. And I think there's some like gear for her to be a doctor or a nurse or something like that. Barbie had um, jobs. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was interesting. And it, oh, the biggest thing, the biggest thing that I, that was interesting to me was that it, it came with the, you know, like Sugu, remember with like the Transformers and the Joes that would all come with the product catalogs. Yeah. This came with this product catalog from 1960, which was fascinating to me because, you know, I, I love that. We were just talking about catalogs, but those Transformers and Joe and Star Wars catalogs were everything. Seeing the Barbie one was really fascinating because I had never, ever seen one before. Oh, and um, it's it really cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that's really my only experience with Barbie is sort of that particular set. Um, but I, it was definitely interesting, especially if you're, I think any toy collector, and you tell me what you think about this, Sugu. Like, if you collect anything, you, you probably have some interest in the sort of the history and background of any other kind of collectible, you know, even just sort of general interest. Well, yeah, of course, right? Like, why, why collect unless you're interested in the history behind it? Um, yeah. You know, this is, this is definitely for another, um, for another podcast, but uh, I have an example, uh, trading cards. Mm -hmm. Well, my first introduction to trading cards uh, was baseball. Yeah. Right. Baseball trading cards. I had them. 
didn't watch baseball, didn't know who the who the people were, didn't know what the numbers meant, nothing. So here I am collecting trading cards, baseball cards, because a friend of mine bought them. So what he, I was basically his upgrade person. He would con me into buying a bunch of stuff and he would trade the stuff the good stuff that I got. Cause I didn't know, um, you know, so I didn't know anything about it. I stopped collecting those very quickly, but then I uh, got into the Marvel trading cards. Yep. None of my friends wanted those. So I was alone in buying them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that kept my interest. Did you collect the garbage pail kids cards? I had <laughs> a handful of them like maybe four or five i did too yeah i remember they, they were a huge fad whenever that was 85 86 somewhere in there and i i had some of them uh then for me personally the novelty wore off pretty quick but um they were i just remember everybody was obsessed with them yeah where my parents hated them like they were disgusting <laughs> which they yeah. were but that you was know, point. they worked um so like thinking about barbie like is so you still have some of your barbies today not the ones from my childhood because Mm -hmm. we moved from california no from california to tennessee Mm -hmm. so my parents downsized Mm -hmm. they made the decision of what what toys we could take and only Mm -hmm. and a lot of my toys didn't make the cut Mm -hmm. Yeah. Painful. <laughs> Very painful, but I'm over it. I'm over it. What happened to those? I don't know. I guess they gave them away. They sold it. They always were a little vague on what happened to the toys that didn't make it to Tennessee. They were a little vague. They went but... to the toy farm in up east of, uh, <laughs> upstate, upstate New York. <laughs> but in their in their point of view, we were of that age where it was discouraged, where little girls should stop playing with dolls and become older. So we were at that at that cutoff point. So they, gotcha. I could see why they were like, oh, well, you know, they don't really play with these dolls because they're getting older. So I understood why. But so was, was there a point then when, so like with Wonder Woman, was there a point like where you came back to Barbie or was it, or like, did you sort of start buying them or getting them again? Or are they just sort of, um, just sort of something sort of stayed in your childhood? Oh, I, I went back to Barbie once I had some, okay. once oh. I had my own income. Um, my best friend and I, we both were into Barbies. And so we would mm-hmm. always go to Toys R Us and look at the Barbie dolls there. And we would, we really liked the birthday wishes um, collection they had out and the holiday dolls. So we would mm. buy those. And those dolls were fairly inexpensive. But since we didn't have a lot of money, it was perfect. This was post college. This was right before 9 11. So mm. the economy was not the best. <laughs> so we could afford mm. to splurge and buy like a $30 doll. Okay. And as we were older, um, we were able to get more into the designer dolls, um, like Bob. Oh yeah, they did Bob Mackie and stuff. Yeah. Byron Lars, like I had, we have tons of Barbie dolls that we we tended to like some of the same dolls, so we had to be careful 
I'm just like, nope, this one is mine. This one is yours. Because we were also roommates. Okay. Yeah, so, gotcha. had, so our house was filled with Barbies, Star <laughs> Trek. It, it, was, it was a crazy apartment we had. It was just, if you walked in, you didn't know what you would see. You might walk in and see a Barbie display on the mantle, or yeah. it could be Planet of the Apes. You just never knew, depending on how we were feeling. Did you have the Star Trek Barbies? Actually, I do. Nice. I just have the Star Trek Barbies. I also have the X-File Barbie doll set as well. Oh, yeah, X-Files. Yeah. Um, I remember the Star Trek, the first Star Trek Barbie set really well, because um, that came out mid around the, whatever mid 95 96 somewhere in there and uh everybody wanted that um and because star trek was so, it was so big at the time the playmates line and yeah um, playmates line as well oh gosh yeah um i still have my play my playmates line actually <laughs> yeah me too i I've, I've got all of those um well i don't have all of them because we'll save that for the eventual playmates star trek episode but there were some that were simply unobtainable so um but uh, so that's that's cool yeah there was some star wars barbies maybe a couple years ago sort of they were sort of designer but they were like they were the designer dolls and yeah i prefer the designer dolls those are Mm -hmm. more uh, a collector who's an adult that was a really nice set with with the dark vader that was really nice i didn't get it Mm-hmm. I like Star Wars, but I'm not really into Star Wars like that to buy a an adult Barbie collection of them. But it was a very nice set, though. It was very nice. I, I really, I actually liked the way that they sort of interpreted some of this. They, I think they did 3PO and R2 yeah. and uh, Vader, and I thought that was just really kind of interesting the way they did it. It didn't, it wasn't anything I was ever going to buy, but I thought, man, that's pretty cool, you know, like. It was so, beautiful. Yeah. I love that. So as a quick aside, Tamla, you've seen the uh, the recent Hot Toys figures that are one twelve scale. Um, how do they compare to these uh, ultra high level Barbies? To me, they're different. Okay. Because um, the Barbie dolls, I like. They aren't based on real people. But I mean, like the yeah. Darth Vader Barbie. Have you? It's to, it's a totally different look. Oh, okay. That. Like, um, let me pull up the picture and I'll show you. You'll see exactly. It's a totally like this is the. It's an interpretation of Darth Vader. Oh, I right see. Here. I so see. It's, a, it's a totally different look. So it's a bit more stylized. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's uh, Barbie. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I, uh, very I, very interesting. But yeah. Um, yeah. So I was interested in what you were just saying, Tamlin, about your interest in Barbie as opposed to Hot Toys. You're you're saying something like that could they're not real people. Is 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 that what you said? Yes. I mean, like Barbies, they do have they do design dolls based off of real people. Like I remember Venus and Serena Williams had Barbie dolls. Mm-hmm. Naomi Osaka had one. The women, um, the, the inspiring women series based off of real women. There was a Sally Ride Barbie maybe last year, the year before that I thought just as a NASA nut, I actually looked at because I, I Sally Ride sort of a hero of mine. And I, I thought that's really cool. Like, I don't know what she would have thought about that. But, you know, she would have been like, oh, my God. She would have been flattered. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I imagine she'd be flattered. Yeah, because it brought a lot of interest to her for girls of a different gener- generation who was not aware of her. And that was the that's Inspiring true. Women series. That's very true. That was yeah. a quite popular series. 
So I just didn't know any little girls who I could inspire by giving that that Barbie doll set to. I mean, now I know, but yeah. man, I did well, not. That maybe leads to an interesting question I did kind of have is which what do you what do you think the state of Barbie collecting is or the appeal of Barbie is maybe today in that 2021 Barbie's been around now for I think 60 years ish uh, give or t- give or take and seven, I want to say yeah and it's her she's not as uh, just you know my sense is I could be wrong but I don't think she's as prominent um in certainly sort of toy collecting as she was at one point. Um, but what, what's your perception of that? What do you feel like she, where she's at? The Barbie world is huge and fanatical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> okay. All the love as one who is in that world. It's mm-hmm. quite, I think mainly because the Barbie, people think of Barbie dolls, they do not think of the designer dolls. They think mm-hmm. of the ones from their childhood, the ones from Walmart. Toys R Us, the very inexpensive ones. But the Barbie collectors, we go for the designer ones. Like I have bar- I have mm-hmm. porcelain Barbie dolls at home. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite, I have several, one of my favorite series was the um, Women of Royalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Queen Elizabeth porcelain, very elegant. It was just a gorgeous doll that when you look mm-hmm. at it, you wouldn't think of Barbie. Now, those mm-hmm. who know about Barbie can look at her and go, oh, that's a Barbie doll. That came out in the 2000s, in the, what, early to mid 2000s? They could just look and tell. So the Barbie yeah. world, the collectors, it's huge. <laughs> but unless okay. you're in the world, you don't know about it. What would, what would you say her role is, I guess, today for girls today? Is she, is she still, does she operate the same way as she did is and does does her appeal go beyond to boys as well like i have no idea about that i think barbie appeals to everyone but i mm-hmm. think little boys are steered away from playing with dolls because mm-hmm. that's a girl thing and they're sure. steered more towards action figures like the boy versions quote unquote mm-hmm. but to me um like Barbie can be a role model. Barbie, Barbie has had a thousand and one jobs. A doctor, she has. <laughs> president, she's an athlete, a stewardess. Barbie has done it all. If there's a job, I'm pretty sure that Barbie has done it at some point in time. So she's still kind of an aspirational figure. So that's cool. Um, Barbie's wonderful. Yeah. Um, and in the yeah, past I, 60 years, they've added a lot more racial minorities as well. They have. Um, they mm-hmm. changed the body type as well. You yeah. have the, the curvy yeah. line of Barbie, so it's a bigger body type. You see Barbie dolls of more different skin tones. You used to just be white, black. But now within the black line of dolls, there are different skin color, um, mm-hmm. variations. You see dolls that are more Hispanic looking, dolls of more Asian descent. Which I will say, Barbie, they did drop the ball on their Olympic Barbie dolls. I was, I was just, just going to bring that up, too. I was so, really disappointed yeah, in them. Talk, let's that. talk about this. Yeah. What happened? Um, they released um, for the Tokyo Olympics Barbie doll set. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. There was not one Asian doll in the set. For the Olympics that were in Tokyo. I was in like, Tokyo. really? I'm like, Barbie, who thought that was a good idea? Now they said that the skateboarding Barbie was supposed to be an Asian doll. I didn't see it. Mm. She didn't look Asian. I'll be honest. So, yeah, so 
this, what are you doing? It, what are you doing? And this blew up on Twitter one day and I checked it out just because I'm like, what ha- what's happening? And um, so, you know, like you guys were just saying there. So I, I myself find that very, very odd too, just given, you know, the circumstances um, that, you know, that they would, and it sort of led to a lot of conversations that people had about Barbie. You guys kind of just addressed them, but that they're not, it's not, Barbie is not representative. She's never been representative. She represents this ideal that um, was unattainable for most women, uh, period, um, you know, and, and sort of her body type and things like that. And so, but that's changed, you're saying that's different. I've always hated that narrative about Barbie. Oh, oh okay. That, that Barbie is damaged generations of generations of little girl <laughs> self esteem. No. Okay. Why, a little girl why do you hate it? With Barbie? Because it's not true. Okay. It's not true. It's, they make it seem like every little girl who played with Barbie has self-esteem issues because we don't look like her. No. <laughs> I've grown up with the Barbies. My friends, my cousins, I've met women of different ages, and we've mm-hmm. grown up with Barbie. And we look back, we love Barbie. We don't have self-esteem issues because we didn't look like a doll. She was a doll. I had plenty of dolls. I had a Cabbage Patch doll. I didn't That's look like a Cabbage Patch doll. <laughs> Do I have self-esteem issues? No. I knew she was a doll and I still loved her because she was fashionable. She was fun. She had all these jobs. She could be whoever she wanted to be. Like these self-esteem issues they say little girls have or had. Concerning, I grew up with Barbie. My friends and I, we don't have self-esteem issues from Barbie. No. It's interesting. Barbie was a doll. It's as most of most of the narrative that I'm familiar with in terms of criticism is that, and it's been pretty sustained, I would say, for for my adult life toward Barbie. And I don't, I'm not an expert, so I'll yield to you. But I find it interesting that now that you say that, I think about that. Like I, you know, I, I think when Sugu and I are, you know, we're collecting our Marvel Legends and these figures, which are these heroic sort of Greek roman you know perfect bodies um i don't i i myself i never ever look at cap or thor and be like god damn i wish i had that you know <laughs> i wish i had the abs i don't ever think of it that way I mean, if anything i'm like my god that costume's cool but i don't worry about you Sugu. do you was there ever any aspect of boy collecting or or male figures that you were like oh man i feel terrible so- <laughs> I've been thinking about this for a while, especially since we started the podcast in general, but um, looking at my Marvel Legends figures, it's really kind of shining a spotlight on why I collected Transformer or why I really gravitated towards Transformers back then and why I still uh, collect them now. And I think it also touches on something that is implied in what Tamlin is saying. Uh, Representation matters. So for me growing up, all of the boy toys, they were, they were white people. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't look like any of them, even if I wanted to. So that idea of, uh, oh, I could be Captain America and, oh, I don't have his body. That was never an option for me because I couldn't ever look like him, regardless Mm -hmm. of a super soldier serum. Like, let's say... I got, I worked out, I got all buff and all that. I still would never look like these white heroes. However, Transformers, there is is no race in there, right? Like they're not coded in the same way that humans are coded in terms of 
racial these racial boundaries yeah. so there i could um kind of be more aspirational to them right like what if i yeah. could turn into a, a truck and and mow down people right like what if, what if i could <laughs> or what if i could triple change into a a tank or a plane and the same thing you know looking at my marvel legends uh not just marvel but my hero figure collection now yeah I think I have maybe one or two white people. Everyone else is a minority. Didn't you throw claw in the box? Once you're like away with you, white guy, you're like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I got him. I took out the part I needed from Baku and chucked him right in the closet. I'm like, don't need him. You're like, you have served your purpose. No. Um, so like, yeah, yeah. For, for me, that's kind of how, how I came to, um, came to realize that about my own collection and what I was interested in because I just representation matters. And that's why it was so important when Barbie did introduce uh, varieties of body types. Yeah. And varieties of skin tones. Huge. And it's so interesting, you know, that you say that it's, I I think it was kind of unspoken in some of the things that we were, we've talked about in vis-a-vis Transformers, certainly, but other things it's like, we, we benefited in some way from growing up with toy lines, Transformers accepted that we're we're diverse in some way. I mean, we, you know, GI Joe and Star Wars, but it was poor representation at the time. It's much better now, but I think about the X-Men a lot, which was very diverse and it was, I I benefited from that because it never occurred to me that that, you know, there was anything odd or strange about that in the way that some people to this day struggle with the very concept, but, um, every time you mention X-Men and diversity, I'm always reminded of that movie and Darwin who, yes, Darwin of all people (laughs) should have survived whatever. And he was the first one to die. Should have lived. Imp- imperfect. Imperfect, the X-Men franchise, but for sure. But but yeah, and that's so, you know, obviously for me, you know, as a young white kid, a young white male growing up in the 80s, um, all of this was geared toward me. And so I never sat there thinking, well, I'm not represented with the possible exception of, you know, there was obviously no Darby analog in any of these things. But, um, you know, but I, I didn't, I didn't ever think about it, I guess, in the, in the same way that you did. So what do you think, was that conscious? Like you back in the eighties, you're a kid, is that conscious? Or do you think that was unconscious or something you sort of arrived at later? For me, it was definitely subconscious. Like I was aware of it, but not at the ability to articulate it. Yeah. Like I was aware that I never fit in, in my elementary school. I never, there was always something different about me. Um, And I could never, I could never pinpoint it. But when I did, uh, like, when I did problematic things, I was much more accepted. And that was, that. like, I I remember one time, um, for some completely different reason, I pulled my eyes back. And my, and the people around me, my classmates, they weren't my friends, but my classmates just absolutely loved it. They were shouting down the hallway. Oh, he looks just like, what did they say? Like, he looks just like a Japanese person or he looks just like Japanese. I'm like, no, that's uncomfortable. I wasn't even 
doing the caricature, but yeah. but that was accepted. Like that was that was my in into the world of popularity. And I'm like, yeah. this is this is terrible. Yeah. That's the, I have so many questions about that that aren't related to Barbie. So may, I might I might leave them aside for now. But it's it's there. You know, you think about. I think we all have on some level encounters and social sort of strata like that where there's sort of these weird. You know, the the, the thing. It's weird what gets you gains you social acceptance. I guess is what I'm trying to say. But um, like bringing it back to Barbie, though, like just kind of thinking. You know, like in in that. So, you know, Tamlin always loved him because that, you know, never questioned the whole I sort of concept of that criticism we were talking about with never entered into it. Um, did you, Tamlin, did you ever like in what Sugu was just talking about? Did you ever sort of think about it back then as a kid at the Barbies? Was there any sort of discord or anything like that? Or you were just always like, this is cool. Well, for me, I always knew Barbie was a doll. And yeah. so I knew as a doll, people didn't really look like that. Sure. <laughs> there were like women and teenage girls in the neighborhood that I used to be like, please let me look like her when I get older because she is so mm. pretty. And so yeah. me, Barbie was just a toy that brought me much happiness, but not someone who I thought I should look like. Because she had those little tiny little feet. And I used to wonder, how can she walk? Because she had high heels and I'm clumsy. I could, I can't, I can't walk in tennis shoes without falling when I was a kid. But she was in high heels. So already. She <laughs> was, was a magician. Like, that was fantasy world right there. <laughs> was it like for the dolls, was it more the clothes and the sort of the design aspects of it for you? Or was it the whole deal? Like, I, you know, like you're like, you knew she was a doll. So maybe was it more the clothes? I did love her clothes. I liked yeah. the more formal clothes. I loved her ball gowns and her mm. like fantasy dresses when I was a kid. I didn't like the, the regular clothes. Like I love the peaches and cream bar because that dress, it was so poofy and it was so big. I thought it was beautiful. I, I didn't like mm. the, the normal clothes Barbie. Mm -hmm. I liked the, the really formal dresses that she would wear. And I'll be honest, even to this day, the dolls I collect when they were Barbie, it's the costume that first catches my eye. The Bob Mackie dolls, um, the Byron Lars dolls. When I, I, my eyes tend to go to the clothes because um, okay. one of my favorite series of Barbie dolls is the Treasures of Africa. And Byron Lars, I was like, oh my God, I love the makeup. I love the hair. I love the clothes because the hair texture, it wasn't straight. It was curly. It was more like mine. And she just had on these, these gorgeous outfits. And so to me, that's the clothes that always draws my eyes first to a Barbie doll. Are you sort of a fan of fashion in general? Nope. Hate shopping. <laughs> I, I like shopping. Nope. 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 I like shopping for books. I like shopping for dolls. But after shop for clothes, I'm like, I need, I need a big breakfast to get me through the day. <laughs> snack before I go to a store and after two stores I'm complaining I'm hungry I don't want to be here can we go can we go to a bookstore so it's really odd that my eyes are drawn to the, yeah. the beautiful clothes of Barbie but when it goes to shopping I'm like nope I hate shopping like, I don't well, want to I, that's so interesting I, I'll say as someone who knows way more about women's fashion than I should 
Uh, I really enjoy it. Um, I, I've been dragged along in New York City in particular to, I wasn't dragged, I volunteered um, to, uh, to go to a couple places, Stella McCartney's shop, I remember in particular, and there was a pair of shoes that someone was on the hunt for that I joined them. Um, places like that, that I, I actually, I found myself enjoying. And there's something about women's clothes that I, 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 I as like an objective thing, is almost like an art thing, like I really appreciate. But that sort of never translated into like, you know, interest into like Barbie or any other kind of dolls. Like I never went down like a size down and be like, oh, that's a great dress on Barbie. Never even registered in the brain. Yeah. But you know, like Stella McCartney dress, like, oh my God. But, um, so that's interesting. I was kind of curious about that. Um, yeah. The way I, that the, yeah. Doesn't work for me, doesn't translate in my life, but in my doll life, I love a certain look. I love yeah. a I love a costume or a cultural outfit or something fantasy related. I'm just like, oh my god, that is perfection. Have they ever made? Uh, we we're talking about X Men a minute ago. Have they ever made X Men Barbies? Not that I'm aware of. That that's a missed I, opportunity. I would I would be interested in some of those. There are some storm costumes that would be glorious in Barbie doll type form. Yeah, I'm thinking like in terms of fashion, look at the uh, Jubilee and Dazzler. Dazzler, man, come on. You know, she do like the rhinestone one, you know, roller skates. Yeah, you've got in storm, absolutely high fashion there. Uh, they yeah. could do all the horrible, horrible costumes that Kitty's worn. <laughs> Actually, I stand corrected. They did do a um, line of X-Men Barbie dolls. Oh, they oh, did. Wow. They did for something to do with Marvel anniversary or something. Let me see if I can oh. pull it up. And um, um, I see a Storm, Mystique, uh -oh. Phoenix. Phoenix would be cool. I only see those three. Like I said, I'm not really familiar with this because mm -hmm. those would not have caught my eye for my collection gotcha. uh give me a second let me see if i can pull up a picture yeah hey, i'd be curious what version of storm that is if that's sort of like the jim lee one or uh sort of the uh giant size x-men um give me a second and you can see and then yeah describe it for our audience oh no they were a gamestop exclusive and there's not a game oh wow here, so gamestop they have a lot of interesting exclusives to gamestop but they do. They do. Out. They have a ton of the pops, and um, there are some Star Wars Star Wars figure exclusives at GameStop. Oh wow! Look at those. I've never seen these. So this is. Um, these are actually really great. This is the uh, giant size X Men number one uh, Storm costume designed by Dave Cockrum. So she's in her classic uh, outfit. Uh, with sort of the cape that sort of hangs off of her wrist, which is all I always thought was nuts. Um, Looks like I have that Marvel Legends figure, except um, slightly different. This is one of this. They just did the Dave Cockrum Storm for the first time in Legends just last year. Um, and I got her and I was she's one of the figures that I, me and a bunch of other people was most looking forward to. And I was very, very cool to finally get her. Is two pack with uh, Thunderbird? Yep, yep, that's yep. on my wish list. Gotcha. Yeah, and 
So both overdue figures. And then you've got the Dark Phoenix, Jean Grey, uh, classic, classic costume. And then you got Mystique and her classic costume. So these are really good. Interesting. Yeah, it's cool. I store them is really cool. Um, and so I had no idea that they'd made those. Yeah. yeah, those were a limited run. Like, I think one day only <laughs> while, oh, while supplies last. So they didn't make a lot of them. So while supplies lasted. So you had to, you have to be quick with some of these exclusives. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And the, the box is really nice too. And it's kind of looking at mystique. It's sort of a win typical window box, but it's the, for the Marvel 80th anniversary, which I think was yes. two years ago. Um, and so um, Barbie signature series, man, totally missed out on these. I probably would have thought about storm if I'd come across her just cause I'm, I'm a storm fan, but I think it's time to well, check the secondary market. Yeah, I'll take a look and just kind of see what's up with the with the prices. I'm sure it's psychotic. Um, anything, <laughs> anything X Men. Well, you got a dip. Well, is that the maybe different version of Jean down there, the green costume? Awesome. But, and I don't know if that's Barbie. Well, it says it is. Yeah, so that's just Jean's regular Phoenix costume before she goes all dark and kills people. <laughs> yeah. She does kill people. She kills like billions of people. Um, and then, yeah, that storm box. box is great. Look at that. Yeah, with the lightning. Yeah, that's a nice. Yeah. I will say, Barbie, they have nice boxes. I will say that. Some of their boxes, you can actually display the boxes because the boxes are gorgeous. They do a lot of great window boxes. Like I'm thinking of that Star Trek set from back in the 90s and yes. a bunch of stuff like that. A just really nice presentation. Yeah. And that was one of their inexpensive sets. So for mm -hmm. like the higher quality dolls, those boxes, I'm like, ooh, don't touch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's cool. I was like, yeah, I mean, it, there's always intersections. I know they've done, um, like we talked about the Star Wars ones earlier. Um, they've never done any, I don't think, could be wrong. They've never done any MCU ones, but they, there'd be a lot of opportunity there too if they wanted to. Um, especially these days got more and more women are kind of in the forefront of it so there was a captain marvel doll that was in that little list list there but that's from hasbro that was yeah. sort of a sort of general release that they did for the captain marvel movie that's right because barbie is mattel and mattel. marvel is hasbro so they're probably i'm surprised there even is this much crossover it's, there's more and more of it these days. We've, we've talked a little bit about this on the pod before in the way that they sort of, the, the licenses have starting to fragment a little bit, whereas in the past you would never have something like that. And now a little bit more amenable. And so you have all these different people making, different companies making sort of different sort of versions of, of the character. So Mattel even made a couple versions of Baby Yoda, Grogu from The Mandalorian, which that's the first Star Wars toy they've ever made. So how that even happened, because Hasbro is making Grogu also in every scale. Yeah. Um, don't know how that happened. It's a complete mystery. Um, but so there's a there's some strange, you know, weirdness going on in the licenses. But um, but yeah, that's, that's sort of super interesting on the Barbie on the X-Men front. It'd be cool to kind of see Here's a, well, this one's kind of cool. So this is, I was just saying, I didn't know if there was one. This is the Black Widow Barbie from the new movie. Yeah, it looks like it just came out. Yeah, well, okay. it's just coming out. I was like, Barbie, they make really nice dolls. Like, I really like the Wonder Woman dolls they have. Well, they have actually 
various Wonder Woman dolls from they did they did a Gal Gadot one didn't they yeah yeah this here is uh this is pretty good um this is the white costume that Natasha wears in the movie and this is a pretty good likeness for Scarlett Johansson yeah is it yeah it looks like her she looks like she's about ready to sue Disney oh <laughs> Ooh. valid point valid point and so this is actually something I wanted to kind of touch on. This Barbie actually looks articulated a little bit, right? Like you see a knee joint and elbow joints. Um, but I didn't know Barbies had that kind of articulation. Yeah, because like the sort of the original Barbies, at least when we were kids, they they weren't, they didn't have a lot of articulation, right? Yeah. No, just put the clothes <laughs> off and take them off you you had uh hip joints and arm joints mm-hmm. oh and a neck joint that was it right that's what kind of what i thought but i wasn't sure but because the basic barbie doll did not change for decades and decades right and it's only been recently that they've kind of had some changes i think um they've started making a lot of changes in the early 2000s because okay. i don't know if you guys remember the pregnant barbie doll midge no no. <laughs> oh, the scandal. The scandal of Midge. Tell us about Midge. Belly. I actually have that doll, actually. So does my best mm-hmm. friend. What was the scandal? She was pregnant and she was just in there by herself. So she had a pregnant belly and you could take off the belly oh, <laughs> and she would be normal Barbie size and then there's a baby. So a lot of people <laughs> were upset about pregnant Midge. They were like, Oh, is she a teenager? She's not married. This is a bad message. So they actually pulled the pregnant Midge dolls from the shelf. So I was lucky that I bought one early enough that I still have it. Was she a teenager? No, she. Uh, the original Midge was a teenager. Okay. But Midge is also married. I think she married Alan, I want to say. So proper conservative values. But she was just in the box by herself. <laughs> And she was just by herself with the pregnant belly. Oh, just like, so we're dealing with Murphy Brown levels of so they, scandal again. They thought, hey, is she still a, she's a pregnant teenager? Is Barbie trying to tell teenagers to have sex? I was like, mm-hmm. no, that is not what Barbie is trying to do. Right, because that's such a reasonable message that any giant corporation would do. Yeah. So, yeah, so I have the doll, but it was a huge scandal in Barbie land that huh. it, it was it was bad. People were like, this is upsetting. I'm morally offended. And they yank the doll from the shelf. I still have my Midge, um, my pregnant Midge doll. I didn't care. She's been pregnant for a long time then. I, never, <laughs> I actually never opened her up. I was going to, but I never did. And so then they pulled her from the shelf. I was like, oh, poor pregnant Midge. They yanked those dolls quick, but I have her. So I'm wondering then, is your, your Midge would that that the value of that doll has that increased since no it's idea. so rare i have no idea i'm not sure how rare it is it was pulled from the shelf but it wasn't pulled from the shelf immediately no okay because you know sometimes when i buy stuff it takes me a while to open them yeah because i had other dolls that were higher priority so mm-hmm. that i opened so i don't know but that pregnant midge doll was funny people were upset it- that's interesting. I don't, yeah, I don't remember that at all, but it, it, I mean, that, that makes perfect sense because 
people would would complain about something like that they'd always complain about um whatever it was um you know with the uh whatever you know she was doing anything basically she was like the flashpoint for controversy and there was something and i don't remember the details now but there was something to do with ken that happened in the last 10 years and i don't know if it was they changed something about ken or you know like the doll itself or i don't know I know they broke up a few years ago. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that was yeah. it. it. It it was a scandal. Barbie yeah. can't break up with Ken. They're supposed to be star-crossed lovers. They broke up. I was like, you, you can do better than Ken. I didn't really like the Ken doll, so... He seemed yeah, a bit he, featureless. Yeah, he didn't really do much for me. Like He always was like there as a prop, I always thought. He, he didn't right. really have the cool clothes. He was kind of just like background noise. I mean, did he ever even wear a shirt? I mean, I just remember every like, you know, every <laughs> image of Ken that I can remember. He just not wearing a shirt. So he wore um, a shirt, but it was just uh, unbuttoned way for way right. far down. Right. So that was OK. Right. You know, <laughs> Ken's out cruising. Can't have Midge, though. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was a hot. But I don't know. Um, Barbie's always been interesting. I remember, um, <laughs> actually, my best friend and I, we were in the military. So mm -hmm. this is when we found out that Ruth Handler had died. Yeah, I remember this distinctly. We were in our rooms, because we, we were roommates in the military, because we were on the same class schedule for AIT. And so our drill sergeant was coming in to inspect our rooms. This was a male drill sergeant. I don't remember his name. And he came in. This was his first time inspecting our room. And he was like, you two have a lot of Barbie dolls. We were like, <laughs> yes, drill sergeant. I'm thinking it's obvious there's dolls everywhere. And then he was like, well, do you know what happened? We was like, no, drill sergeant, what happened? He was like, well, Ruth Handler died. And me and my friend, we broke formation and we just screamed. Oh, no. <laughs> and then people heard us screaming. They were like, what is Drill Sergeant doing to them? Is he knocking down their dolls? What is he doing? And we was like, oh, oh. Because at this point, we didn't have access to the internet then to, to verify. Because sure. Drill Sergeant, Drill Sergeant can be a jerk. So he might have just been messing with <laughs> our heads. But then we started screaming like, no, that's not possible. Yeah. So maybe for our listeners who don't know, maybe kind of tell them who Ruth Handler was. Oh, she's the creator of Barbie doll. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm just acting like <laughs> no. everyone knows who Ruth Handler is. <laughs> no, just, just in case. We're always throwing out stuff on the pod. So, you know, just in case, you know, they're not familiar. So. Ruth Handler, the creator of Barbie Doll. So and then, so she passed away. That was horrible, you know. This big event. Um, so it's I, it's so interesting to me. I have this visual of you got your in your in your barracks there, and your and you got the Barbie dolls everywhere, you know, while you're deployed. I, that's really cool, you know. It's sort of this was be, this is when we were in AIT, so we were still in the schoolhouse. So oh, okay. More like it was more like a dorm room. Mm -hmm. We have we might have had bunk beds. I don't remember. So we just had some inexpensive Barbie dolls out on display just to decorate the room because we were going to be there for six months. Oh wow! Real sergeant came in. He wasn't expecting to see like Barbie Land. 
And he like his first words was, "Oh, you two like Barbie doll." Yes, Jill Sergeant. I'm like, "Do you not see all of these Barbie dolls?" Of course we do. And then he told us it was it was sad. And then afterwards, when all the Jill Sergeants left, our friends was like, "What did he do?" We were like, "Ruth Handler, she died." Mm. They were like, "Who?" We're like, "She played Barbie dolls." <laughs> and we were like, "They were like." Oh, it was like, we thought he was taking your dolls and just knocking them down because drill sergeants, they can be low down like that and knock down your stuff and it's okay, but it's really not okay. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's, you know, you don't want to learn about something like that that way. Um, yeah. It's like, I would, the, not even on this remotely the same, but the way that I learned about the uh, Lucasfilm selling to Disney was I was leaving work one day and a colleague of mine walked past me. And he's like, it's over. I'm like, what? What are, you, what are you talking about? It's like, he sold it. And he just walked off into the parking lot. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And it took me like 15 minutes to get online, find out what happened. And it was like, you know, he was traumatized. You know, he was like, you know, um, it was like, and then you thought it was one of those jokes. You, you, you didn't like, what do you mean he sold to Disney? Um, but yeah. So that's, so I'm kind of curious, um, did, did any of the Barbies go with you into sort of deployment, into active duty? No, um, I only took, um, I didn't take any of my Barbie dolls because they were in their boxes. So, okay. um, so those, we had them shipped. But when we went to Germany, because we were stationed in Germany, my best friend and I, so we were able to buy more dolls so we had like, <laughs> like new barbie dolls and we would order them and they would arrive so we're just us. getting barbie dolls that's so interesting um so th that's a really good story um i'm thinking now like of you know like collecting barbie in germany and things like that um the uh you know but I think you kind of talked to the, a little bit up on the Wonder Woman pod about collecting Woman, Wonder Woman while you were there too, I think. Yes. But yeah, so that's really interesting. Um, it's always, I think it's always interesting to have a perspective, you know, like sort of international perspective on collecting. So, you know, I think here in the States, everything is geared towards us in terms of these massive collecting things. But as, you know, certainly as we've gotten older and collecting has become more broad and like, you know, we talked about the third party transformers and all this other stuff. There's all these other segments of collecting around the world that, you know, the internet's allowed you to be more aware of now. And now you kind of want in on it. Um, Shipping fees are no joke. They're not. Yeah. And it's like, in those, they seem to get worse these days. Um, shipping fees are a big reason uh, it seems like the price, the the MSRP on toys in general is going up, and um, price of plastics going up. Price of shipping. Price plastic shipping. It's it's not a good time to be a um, collector. Um, no, it's a great time to be a collector, but in terms of uh, choices and options, it's a terrible time for your wallet, I should say. Yeah, it's also a great time to be a scalper, a uh, speculator. Oh gosh, that's. It is, and there are a lot of people that are taking advantage of that in toys and comic books in particular. I saw it the other day firsthand. I was at the comic book store, and I'll leave that for another episode maybe, but there's a lot of that stuff going on. It's not a lot of fun. Um, so it's just a different mindset. It's a different mentality. I kind of wonder, actually, with Barbie, like, you know, it's such a big, robust fandom, like you were saying. I wonder to what degree that's... A, a challenge you know within fandom that type of thing 
Um, because, um, well, what, what Barbie does with some of their more expensive dolls, a household can only buy a certain number. Yeah. But, and also some dolls are only exclusive to the Barbie membership. Oh, really? oh so there's like a fan club or something? Yeah. Actually, okay. the Barbie fan club, I used to, um, I was a part of it. I was, I was a very active member at one point. Um, but then when I moved to Japan, I let the membership slide off. Yeah, so mm-hmm. my collection switched to a different topic. Interesting. So not, yeah, so I not I don't have an active Barbie doll membership anymore. So I they, don't get the newsletters about the new designer dolls that are coming out. Okay. This is somewhat similar to G.I. Joe. There's a very robust G.I. Joe sort of fan club that has exclusive figures just for Joes, which are some of the most limited and most expensive figures in the entire, it's insane. It's insane. So that's interesting. Um, so yeah, um, I don't know. I, any, any other thoughts on Barbie or sort of collecting Barbie in general? They ship internationally, so that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. And are they, they package their dolls very well. They package yeah. extremely well. So you'll get the, the box that the actual doll is in. And then very nice, they have very nice tissue paper. Not like the cheap scratchy kind, like high quality tissue paper. They gently wrap the box in. And then that box is like in another box with bubble wrap. And so it's, it's packaged very well. So I do like yeah. that. So the so the actual so the actual Barbie doll box, I've never had one come to me in bad condition. Because how? Oh well wow, that's that's good. I've had some bad experiences with the uh, shipping. Um, now, actually, something. I'm, oh really? I I something I'm really curious about is whether or not the Barbies are available there, like in Japan. Like if you you can can you go to a store and find a Barbie doll? Yes. We were yeah. in a store yesterday, actually. Actually. Uh, coincidentally that they had a barbie shelf mm-hmm. and they actually had a birthday wishes barbie doll and it's i saw it and it reminded me of me and my best friend and so i mm-hmm. sent her a quick line i'm like hey i'm out running errands and i saw a birthday wishes barbie doll and it reminded us of us circa 2000 2001 because we used to love the birthday wishes line yeah that's cool that's that's really cool. So are they like are they sh- sort of imported or are they sort of they have uh, sort of Japanese writing on the package? Um, no, these are standard Mattel ones from America. Okay, they okay. do have Japanese on them, but they're stickered. Sure, they have the the like the extra Japanese kind of explanation. Yeah, over the English part. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. I was just kind of curious because like, you know, internationally, like, uh, well, it used to be not so much anymore, but like Star Wars, you would, you have sort of all the different uh, packaging variations for wherever you happen to be in the world. And those are kind of cool. Um, actually, when we were in college at Trinity in Dublin, Sugu and I, we went to Smith's a few times and they had the tri-logo Star Wars toys there. And that was for the European market for Spanish, French and Italian. Uh, I don't remember the languages at that time, but I was thinking the mainline Transformers. Mm-hmm. There are three uh, variants uh, packaging. Um, one is the American market. Then you have the Canadian market that has English and French. 
mm-hmm. and then the European market, which has English, French, Spanish, and I want to say German as well. And then you have an Asian uh, one as well. So there are four. There's an Asian one as well. And that has English, English and French and Spanish, I think. And then extra room for uh, like Japanese characters. Like there's extra space on the on the packaging. So you can put a sticker of your local Asian language. Okay. Most of the Asian Transformer Asian ones are coming out of Hong Kong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say it's very. I would say it's very easy to find Barbies in different countries. Mm. Like I remember when I was in Germany, Barbie was everywhere, and I mm. always was a little confused by that. <laughs> so I was just like, because um, you know, Barbie is based on the German doll Lily. Oh, I didn't. I was, no, I did not know that. Yeah, based on the German doll Lily. So like okay. I don't know how that really worked out. Like was there some type of deal made? I'm not sure. But Barbie so, was quite everywhere. Like I would go into the German toy stores and you would just see I would go into some of the higher end toy stores and you would just see different Barbies everywhere. So So tell us just a little bit about Lily then. Is it what what was she then in relationship to Barbie? That's the thing. I'm not I know Barbie was based on her. She was mm-hmm. only out for maybe seven or eight years or something like that. Okay. It looks like it was produced from 1955 to 1964. Okay. And Mattel acquired the rights to it uh, in 64. But um, Barbie came out before 64. So oh. so, so they, they started making Barbies and then they bought Lily to Spikers. What happened, right? Yeah. No competition. Because Barbie came out in what, in 50, 1959? Yeah, 1959 is when Barbie came out, <laughs> well, was born. So I'm going to... Because you'll see that the original Barbie, they have that. It's a different look from the original Barbie versus the modern Barbie. It's a totally different face, face mm-hmm. look. You can definitely see the... You can see in the Lily doll, you can see the oh my God. look of the Barbie doll. Like the original Barbie doll has that look. But the modern Barbie doll, we have a totally different face. So this, the Lily doll here, the face at least looks almost exactly like Barbie number one. Yeah, the original Barbie doll. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, I, the original Barbie look, those are not the ones I grew up with and those are not the sure. ones I collect. She's got a big forehead. <laughs> Would you leave <laughs> And I don't mean that badly. I just mean like they put the hairline way yeah. back. They did. They did. So some some folks out there listening, they might be vaguely familiar with Barbie number one, and she, and she was the first Barbie. They caught. They were numbered at one point, and so it was why she was Barbie number one. And she was wearing a black and white striped bathing suit, and she, the face, this the head sculpt, I to me is virtually identical to the Lily doll. That's really fascinating. Um, <laughs> like sisters yeah and so yeah so they probably sort of borrowed lily from from the germans there and then they bought a bought her and uh yeah and then they never talked about it again um <laughs> well, in, the barbie, in the barbie world this is not a secret in the barbie gotcha. world we know about the lily dolls because 
because we know the history of it. Doesn't need to be a secret. They bought it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. I guess you're a normal Barbie fan, or I guess you're, you're as a child, I didn't know this, because why sure. would I? I do have to say I really enjoyed the very mod, the 60s, the late 50s, early 60s mod uh, clothes that some of those got there, the, the lily ones. That's really interesting. Um, Barbie in similar outfits. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. That's, that's really great. I didn't know any of that. So that's, that, that's really interesting. It's always kind of cool to learn some of that stuff. Um, so yeah, may I, in, anything else guys, before we kind of close out today? Let's think. I don't know. I, <laughs> I just love Barbie doll. I love her clothes. I love her costumes. Um, yeah definitely wish my barbie doll collection was here at times but i just <laughs> i just don't have the space for it i have i just don't have the space for my barbie doll collection but i do miss my barbie dolls how many barbies would do you have too many to count because <laughs> <laughs> i also would collect the lower end barbie dolls ones mm-hmm. you would see from walmart or oh. toys r us so those are like really inexpensive so i have a ton of those um but the more high, the higher priced ones so yeah. i also have those so it's like a big divide in my collection you have the really nice ones that i'm like don't touch i'm like don't even look at my right oh you can look but you can't touch gotcha well that, that's a really that's cool from the from the lower and affordable ones to the pristine porcelain ones you never transitioned you just continue getting a mix of both of them? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, because some of the um, the lower end ones, um, okay, this might sound really strange, but as a child, I used to read a ton of books that had the main character, was generally my age, wanted to be a ballet dancer, a ballerina. And so I've always loved the ballerina dolls um, mm-hmm. from Barbie. And they've had mm-hmm. some lower end ones. So one of my favorite books, Maggie Adams Dancer, she was studying to be a ballerina. And so I, I have a certain weakness for the ballerina dolls. And so I have the lower end ones and I also have the higher end ones. So I would have the lower end ones. I would take out the box and I would display them. And so my room would look like if, if multiple people live there because on one side you would see Star Trek. Yeah. And if um, you go to the right, you would see Planet of the Apes. And I would have a dresser with just various lower end Barbies. And so people were like, what? And I also at one point was very into Lord of the Rings, the Lord of the Rings action. Oh, yeah. And so my room would have all these different displays going on. So you never knew which version of Tamblin you would meet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that... I just, I, I love Barbie dolls. Uh, mm-hmm. I love the concept. I love who she is. I love the different versions. I am I am happy that she is more inclusive now. She has different body types, uh, different, well, more skin types, different hair textures. So mm-hmm. I am I am happy about that. That she's come a long way from when Definitely. I was a little girl. Definitely. Literally, I can say that song Barbie Girl was probably written for me. <laughs> I'm a Barbie girl. I've grown <laughs> up with Barbie, loved Barbie. I bought Barbie for um, nieces and younger cousins. Um, 
about Barbie for myself. I don't know the yeah. world of Barbie. I definitely miss. And I want to get back into as heavy as I was when my friend and I were really into the collecting of Barbie dolls in the early 2000s. So I definitely miss the Barbie world and I plan on going back in there. So I'm excited to see how Barbie has changed since my really obsessive <laughs> collecting of the Barbie <laughs> dolls to now with, with this, the time gap. So I'm very curious what Barbie has been up to. Basically, I think Barbie dolls are, I think they're just really good toys for children and for the adult collector because you can find one for anyone. If you like collecting, I would highly recommend you look into Barbie because you would find anything. You would find your fandom, DC, Marvel, Star Trek, Lord of the Rings. If you're into fantasy, you can find fantasy. If you're into high fashion couture, you can also find these dolls. So I think Barbie has a Barbie doll for everyone. That'll do it for today, folks. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, once again, I'm Darby Harn, and you can find out more about me and my books at my website, darbyharn.com. And I'm also on Twitter at Darby Harn. Sugu, how can they find you? You can reach me at our email address, shelfwarmers at gmail.com. Send us feedback about the show, your thoughts, opinions, and insights on our perspectives. We're always happy to hear from you, our audience, and we'd love to share your opinions on our next show. Again, that's shelfwarmers at gmail.com. Give us a holler. We love the feedback. We really appreciate it. Appreciate everybody listening. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think. As always, remember to stay safe, wash your hands, practice social distancing, and get vaccinated when you can. Bye-bye.